0: Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at Discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Great advice from a great photographer. Find apps for Discoculia. Yes, Discoculia is inborn. Read the proof about short-term memory or working memory, and parents helping children with math. This is our podcast for week 44 in 2017. We welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Services, to help us look at the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder.
1: Always great to be here.
0: Well, let's dive into this uh, couple of interesting and intriguing uh, links. The first one, uh, advice from a photographer. What does that have to do with uh, Disco
1: well, this is about uh, Saadia Khan, a photographer, mm-hmm. and she had uh, uh, recently an exposition of her uh, work at uh, Médecins Saint Frontières in Lahore and Karachi and oh, wow. uh, Peshawar, Islamabad, in London. Okay. So, so this okay. is this is some photographer. Uh, uh, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Now, um, apart from uh, telling us uh, about her photography career, she also um, was questioned about uh, dyscalculia, and it was known that she, she had that. Oh, she, she has dyscalculia, okay. Yes, and they they asked her, now, what's your greatest challenge while photographing? Now, her her greatest challenge was not the dyscalculia, but winning the trust of her subject, she said. Well, okay. But about uh, discoculia. dyscalculia. Uh, it might make adjusting the um, aperture or the shutter speed and those type of things that you need to calculate when you uh, do um, high-end photography uh, a little bit more complicated than if you do not have Disco yeah, yeah, that's right. No.
0: Yeah.
1: And then she answers, well, in knowing and, and owning your disability, which in my case, like, like uh, you rightly said, this discoculia, I feel it has given me strength and a clarity which I may never have had if I did not have the diagnosis. So she owned it, she lived through it, she we've worked that, with we've it. We've
0: heard that before from some other folks that, that owning the disability is important. You should not hide it or be embarrassed
1: Absolutely, about it. And, and that is such go a good it, uh, perspective. Yeah, And I, I also love for my clients to own their dyscalculia, not to avoid it, just talk about it, uh, they don't need to hide it, It's. It's. they don't have to be ashamed about it and when you face it you can see the other side of the medal and the opportunities it also brings because uh, it makes you sometimes stronger and, and more persistent and yeah. that's a, a trait that can uh, pay off in other areas as well
0: Absolutely, absolutely
1: Having lived through it is, is really a, a benefit Right on oh. that moment, it might, On be that moment a it might still, yeah,
0: right, 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 right. Still a struggle for your clients. It's still a but struggle. It's still yeah. a struggle. But, but there's light at the end of that absolutely. tunnel. Absolutely. Now the next uh, link is is to uh, a way to find good apps for dyscalculia, and I, I remember we, we had a big wheel of apps. Uh, oh yeah, we, uh, we had last a, week
1: from from um,
0: uh, from the UK university, uh, Edinburgh University. Yeah. But this is a way to find apps to to uh to search for apps
1: yeah and um actually we never uh, stop singing the praise of the understood website right it's a fantastic organization. great folks absolutely and in this post we highlight the part of their website where they help people to find apps that will be helpful with um not only uh but um uh, Different specific learning disabilities,
0: right? Because they focus on all the uh, learning yeah, diff- they, So you yeah. can
1: select select the issue your child has okay, and also the grade level uh-huh. and uh, What technology uh, you have if you have uh, Apple or Android? Oh, okay or a, a PC and it will uh, give you some uh, great suggestions that have been uh, tested and, and work and the understood people have tried them out and you can really rely on them to be, uh, to that be helpful. That is an it's excellent definitely resource. Worth that trying is out. an
0: excellent resource. That's wonderful. Now the next uh, link follows up on a discussion that we had the other week and it goes back to the debate about number sense and and, uh, and where this Gukulia comes from. And... Uh, so, yeah, so they this claim is, that they have the proof. <laughs> uh, it's,
1: a, it's a very good article. It's a, a little bit older. I think it was from 2013, and it was published in uh, Frontiers in Psychology. Okay. And main author is Karen Landl, uh, and and she works with a whole team at the University of Graz in Austria. Mm -hmm. And she has been investigating the early uh, brain development with respect to numerical processing for years. She's really a a known um, author in that Mm -hmm. area. She investigated the development of that um, numerical processing now, uh, not only in babies, but in elementary school children with dyscoculia. And she also had a control group with um, typically developing uh, children with good arithmetic uh, skills. Now, uh, Dr. Landrell and her colleagues conclude um, that there is a biologically driven um, issue, a deficit, Mm -hmm. that caused these children with dyscalculia to have um, issues with the internal... um, Representation of numbers. Okay. So they actually struggle to internalize uh, a number line. So if they need to put numbers on the number line, mm-hmm. they make more mistakes. It's it's harder for them. They take uh, they take longer to do it. Also, if you look at uh, their reaction time uh, to estimate uh, numbers yeah. to. Um, quickly subitize numbers, mm-hmm. like the small numbers, one, two, three, four. And then you have uh, counting numbers, maybe between five and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, the children with uh, dyscalculia consistently took longer time for that. Okay. Magnitude comparison is also harder for them. And um, she later checked her um, the arithmetic achievement of those children, and basically, uh, she found that that uh, number processing ability before third grade was already a good predictor for uh, later achievement uh, in math.
0: Okay. So
1: it, it was consistent.
0: Okay, that's a, That's that's a good solid research. Leave it to the Austrians. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscocuriaServices.com. And we're looking at the links provided on the website, Discoculiaheadlines.com. Now, the next link talks about, um, <clears throat> I think, how your memory works. And there's a little video with it. So let me see if we can listen in um, for a bit and see what they uh, So now
1: let's look at the brain and what say. happens when we're engaging in short-term or working memory.
0: Here we see that the prefrontal cortex focuses attention on a sensory stimuli and will hold the information long enough for us to solve the problem at hand. Then, it will
1: transfer the information to the hippocampus for memory consolidation. We also know that the encoding stage of memory is consolidated through rehearsal and repetition. So if
0: we repeatedly fire the neural impulses that are necessary to convert a short-term memory to a long-term memory, this will occur in the hippocampus. Now, the main reason Henry meliasin or HM, could no longer form long-term memories is
1: because a large part of his hippocampus was removed,
0: but now this is uh, this is a lot uh, nicer when you actually can see the. Uh, so this is this doesn't come across very well on the audio, but, uh, but the listeners just have to go to the website and, and look at that video. It's a very nice video.
1: Yeah, and it's it's fairly short and very clear. It's a, a part of a lesson on on YouTube, and they uh, mention a particular a very famous patient actually who developed uh, long-term epileptic insults and they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, they thought that removing a part of the brain was, that was it. In those times, Hemi, <coughs> they, they sometimes re- removed half of the brain. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Uh, but in this case, uh, the hippocampus was, uh, was removed. was the recommended it.
0: treatment at that time. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. This was,
1: this was a very, very uh, experimental treatment oh, wow. by a daring neurosurgeon. And at first, uh, they were really happy with the result because his intractable uh, epileptic insults mm-hmm. um, were gone. But then later on, uh, they uh, realized that he uh, could not develop uh, memories anymore.
0: Oops! They cut a little bit too deep in the uh, in the brain.
1: This was about a specific uh, patient, and it sparked a lot of research about uh, memory. And people started to realize that you have short-term memory and long-term memory. Mm-hmm. Now, um. You can't see your memory, you can't feel it, but it's definitely there. And many people won't know this, but uh, scientists initially believed that memory um, and the memory system existed in a single part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And they illustrated the memory system by comparing it to to a filing cabinet. A single location where the brain went to access your memories, and many people think that that's Still, still think that that's the case,
0: right? Yeah, However, I, I usually think about it as like a hard disk in a computer,
1: yes, yes, where you yeah. have a
0: little file that, that says where you can find it in that location.
1: Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's there that's a, already a better uh, comparison, yeah. so um,
0: better than we, the filing cabinet. <laughs> I'm one stage further down. <laughs> we
1: we have well, we now know through research that memory is a process and it's an activity that originates in all parts of the brain mm-hmm. and it, it works more like a network
0: so it's like spread out over your whole it's brain spread it's, not in out. One location, it's not that one file not a cabinet no no okay
1: now, the study of the brain. So it's more, more
0: like an electricity network of mm-hmm. the whole brain that
1: sparks from one side. And, and obviously, there's, there's more research coming out continuously, so what we know about the brain is constantly uh, changing Improvise, and being updated. Yeah,
0: obviously. Yeah. Now, interesting.
1: However, we, we know that the brain's neural network involves three main components mm-hmm. synapses, neurotransmitters, and dendrites. Now, all the action in your brain happens at the synapse level. Okay. Um, and a synapse is a location where two nerve cells connect. there's an itty-bitty like a itty bitty little space in between where the neurotransmitters come in. These are um, uh, little proteins that um, are released from one side and then travel the uh, synaptic space and activate the next nerve cell at the other side of the synaptic space. Okay. And and this gives an electric impulse and uh, that goes through the dendrite to bring information in an electrical way from one part of the brain, from one cell, okay. from one neuron to, uh, to the next one. So it's, 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 so it's, it's also really a
0: process, it's, it's, a, it's really a process, it's not a static location.
1: No, oh, no, definitely where not. It sits. So, and, and these neurotransmitters are, are basically chemical messengers. They mm-hmm. turn on the neuron at the other side of the synaptic space. Mm-hmm. Then the dendrites are um, really thin, long uh, parts of your uh, neuron in the brain, it receives the message and and, uh, sends it down the line. Now this process is happening in every brain cell, creating thousands of links like this. And this gives a typical brain about a hundred trillion synapses. That's amazing. unimaginable. And the process of connection across the brain's network is not only constantly active and happening, but it's also constantly changing. So that is what they they call plasticity. And it allows people to to learn to basically change their brain. Why? Right. And every time a synapse sends information onwards to dendrite, they these connections get stronger. Okay. And a new stimulation then um adds more connections to your brain cells. So that is the continuous process of learning new information and how it's it's laid down and recalling. So also, if you don't uh, use it, you lose it. That's another thing.
0: I really thought still about the the memory as a a memory bank, much like the hard disk in my uh, computer, and often wondered if we could fix Alzheimer's by just switching out the human hard drive for (laughs) another one. That, you know... Anyway, I digress. Uh, the last link is about parents who really want to help their, uh, their children with math.
1: Yeah, that's a fantastic uh, initiative. And uh, that com- uh, comes out of the Oma- Omaha World Herald uh, newspaper. Mm-hmm. And obviously, all parents want to help their children if they struggle in math. But they not always know how to go about that.
0: Also, it was a long time ago for them. It was a long time ago
1: for them. They have uh, probably uh, learned it in a different way than it's presented right now. That gives a lot of uh, confusion. And uh, so now what they have in place um, near Omaha is that a school actually goes as far as as, um, providing groups of parents with a uh, specific... um, teacher who presents, who is able to present the concepts in a way that the parents can uh, can learn it and can refresh their memory. And they actually, they have very high goals because they want that the parents in their learning group have a deeper understanding than the kids need to have. So, so they, they can really, they can really help them. And uh, yeah. Well, well, we we actually uh, have done something similar and created websites, momsteachmath dot um, com, and on that website, people can actually uh, access about thirty or thirty five uh, videos that show how to um, explain math, how to do math with your children, to use creative materials and manipulative tools. To help them understand the concepts better, do it hands on. it makes it more interesting for them also. And we have uh, over hundred pages of, of uh, downloadable material that can help with that: games, templates, etc. Okay. So that could help parents and and homeschool groups. It it starts easy with numbers and a short explanation on how children learn. Uh, But it goes all the way up to working with fractions. Mm -hmm. So uh, when you work with uh, elementary school children, you should be able to get enough uh, support from from our website for that.
0: So for those people who do not live in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, they should go to momsteachmat.com and dads are welcome too. But uh, statistics have learned us that uh, actually moms are most involved with doing the homework with the the children. Well those were the links for this week, thank you very much Dr. Schroeder for your insights We hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of Services.com and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook, she maintains boards on both Pinterest and on Flipboard and she runs 5 free webinars and they repeat every month and all the information about that is at webinars.discoKuliaTrainingCenter.com. Now if you want to know if you have DiscoKulia then you can do the free DiscoCoulia screener on our website. It's a very short process. It's in the left navigation panel. You click on it and you can fill out the, the little questionnaire. You can also do a more comprehensive math and DiscoCoulia screening test at DiscoCouliatesting.com. Finally, Dr. Sawyer's ebooks are available on Amazon and you can find the link on shop.discoCouliaservice.com or just go to Amazon and search for Dr. Sawyer.